If you're 60, working in a career, you can take that knowledge, that skill, that experience and turn it into an online course. I Believe in You with Lizelle Hartley. Hello and welcome back to I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm your host, Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor and author of the Discovery Journal, I Believe in You. This season, we are talking to seven professionals who are taking their side hassles and turning it into their careers. As it is the final episode of this series, we have invited a good friend of the podcast to join us, Renee Leslie from Bendigo Bank. Hello, Lizelle. It's lovely to be back. Thank you for having me on again. It's very exciting. I've been very busy, very busy with with work. Um, The market is still very strong here in WA. Uh, A lot of my clients buying homes. Um, And then also we've got more and more people actually refinancing over to Bendigo Bank, which is great. So as awareness grows, I think here in WA, about our brand and our purpose, more and more people are jumping on board. But on a personal note, my house plans, we've finally got those finalised. I'm in the process of building. So now we're trying to narrow down builder which is a little bit difficult but I'm using referrals from my good friends and family and some clients uh, to speak to a few people so that's very exciting we should have that project underway very shortly. That's exciting that's part of the journey you're looking after your clients but you get that experience to go through it yourself. Yeah it's very very busy I'm, I'm stretched across many different areas between work, building, children. As women do. As women do <laughs> yes managing all things at once yes. This episode, we are talking about reinventing yourself, whether that's starting a new project or turn your current role into something you love. Erica Williams has spent much of her career in the world of accounting and bookkeeping. With technology changing these industries, Erica was already prepared for it because she started adopting her skills for the future quite a few years ago. Thanks for joining us, Erica. Can you tell us about your journey up to now? Um, thanks, Lizelle, for inviting me. It's been an interesting journey up to now. We've um, moved two countries and we're now in our third country. And um, throughout the whole um, journey, there's been many challenges uh, for the family and um, jobs and business as well. Um, it's been a huge transformation taking um, the technology changes that have been happening throughout the whole industry and um, adapting to those and the World Economic Forum had a, an infographic that they sent out and the infographic basically um, showed that in 2022 there's going to be a huge shift in the job market and a lot of the traditional roles that we would normally see would just disappear overnight and um, there was 74 million predicted And um, they also showed the top 10. My role was on the top 10, bookkeeping. And it scared the living daylights out of me because I knew that I had to adapt how I work and what I do going forward if I wanted to continue in that role. And um, part of of that as well has been me um, discovering Xero, the accounting software in New Zealand. 
And that has actually been the catalyst of taking me on this journey that I'm that I'm on now of that digital transformation and helping business owners um, go from desktop solutions and manual processes to automated processes. And um, it's become almost like a driving passion. My husband often says to me, you, you talk about zero in your sleep, you talk about zero all the time. And um, it's just been one of those things that when you discover something that is so unique and so forward thinking, and I've just jumped on on the bandwagon and I've just been walking that road with them and I'm just trying to keep abreast of what's happening in the industry and then my clients having that same technology um, in their business as well and that's what, what I'm sort of working on now is bringing all of that technology um, for my clients together um, so that they can actually work smarter not harder. Well, I, I can actually agree with your husband because if I had anyone that I want to, that got a question about zero, I send them to you because it just so happened that I call you yesterday and you said to me, sorry, I couldn't answer your call. I was on another zero training. <laughs> and I would have thought, is there anything more you can learn about zero? But obviously you make sure that you stay on top of all of that. We're going to hear a bit more about that when Renee is going to, are some questions, but we do know that you're changing a little bit of your name. So what's that name you're changing to? Well, the um, the new name that I've just um, released is um, Business Success Partner. And I think it's a little bit more descriptive of um, what we're trying to do is we want to be partner with businesses to help them, um, you know, transform. And, and when they want to start a business or have got an idea and they want to grow, that we basically help them and, and provide all the, the, the necessary tools and the resources for them to be able to start that journey. That's awesome. Wonderful. So take me back, Erica. It must have been really difficult um, to hear that what you've been doing for most of your life was going to be gone. So tell me... What was the most challenging part for you in changing your direction? I think the um, the first thing that I realised that I had a um, an issue with my career um, or, or my career being becoming obsolete was when um, I discovered zero, as I said, and then I put my first client who was working thirty four five hours a week for them doing zero uh, doing MYB, and then I just I convinced them to go over to to zero. And going from 35 hours a week to only 15 hours, and suddenly all my income was gone because I was charging hourly rates. And um, I realized then that the technology that I'm introducing to them is actually going to be putting me out of a job. And I still remember phoning up my Zero account manager at the time and crying over the phone and saying, I love your software, but um, I'm out of money. Where's my money? And she said, change your business model. And that's pretty much what I've did, is I changed my business model to um, charging uh, fixed fees instead of hourly rates. And um, I've just been adapting as I've been going along and just keeping up with the trends of, of what's happening in the industry and um, just changing um, everything that I do and keeping abreast of, of how technology is changing because I know that if I don't keep abreast, of what's happening, then I won't be able to advise my clients. And um, also bookkeeping as we know it is going to be obsolete in the next five to 10 years because 80% of what I traditionally used to do as a bookkeeper is now being taken care of with technology. And so what is a bookkeeper to do, but then evolve. And so that's why I'm sort of gone into the mentoring space and um, the automation space where I'm actually teaching people that you don't have to do things manually. You can actually use apps instead of 
people to do the, the same job because um, it is going to come to that stage where a lot of the the traditional um, manual processes that we would do um, as people are being taken care of by artificial intelligence and so we have to now adapt how we work um, to being um, at the forefront of technology. Did COVID had an effect on your business? Um, it didn't affect my business per se, but um, because because of my business model that I had, I um, charge hourly uh, don't charge hourly rate. I do fixed fees, and um, what happened is my workload actually doubled uh, because a lot of the the work that I was doing was around bass and and re- reporting and reviewing of what the the people are actually doing in their business because they do their own bookkeeping. But when COVID hit, I had to then apply for JobKeeper and JobSeeker and all these government grants, which and then you had to report every month. So the, the workload literally doubled. And a lot of my clients called me up and said, where's my income? What do I do now? So we, I started working with them in trying to help them sort of pivot their services and create new income streams because obviously with lockdown, um, a lot of the traditional people that had one-on-one or face-to-face businesses couldn't go face to face and so had to to, um, go back to the drawing board and see how we could actually take some of those um, services or products that they were selling and and present it in a different way. I also made a conscious choice not to charge additional fees for those additional services because I didn't want to put a, an additional strain on them financially because their income was gone, you know, and I looked at it from the fact that um, if their business goes, my business goes. If I don't have them as a business, then I don't have a business. Mm-hmm. So that's why um, I basically said to them, when, when you do go back on uh, to normal services, we'll um, take the payment and you can sort of catch up and um, I won't charge you anything for that. And those people have literally been loyal to me and um, they've referred other businesses to me. So um, it's been a, a win-win for both of us. Were there any investments that you made during your journey that didn't pan out, Erica? Yes. <laughs> um I have had um, probably, um, this is before Lizelle coming on board as my mentor, I've had quite a few mentors and it's been quite a frustrating journey. I believe in having a mentor and I normally try and um, help uh, the mentor understand what I want to do and also for allow them to guide me to where I want to be. But then what has actually happened with a lot of the so-called mentors is they steer you in, in a direction and then when you get to the, you basically start that that journey and then you find out that's not the journey that you were supposed to be. And so a lot of the, the investment of going down journeys and then getting to the to that point and you then realize look this has been a mistake and there's been a lot of time money and effort invested in that so um yes and then also i got tried to do a little bit of cryptocurrency and got scammed and uh, so that was a huge learning curve as well because you know everybody was doing crypto and i wanted to sort of get my feet into the water as well and see what it's all about but um yeah got scammed out of a a lot of money um not proud to admit it but you know we all um get to the stage where um you you drop your guard and somebody just gets to take your money off you yeah take advantage so sorry that happened is there any advice that you can give for any business owner or new person that want to start a business how do you know when it's the right person how do you pick that right person is there a way you can go about that to find out who's the correct mentor for me 
Well, I think um, having gone through all of the different mentors and and business coaches, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, a lot of them didn't really sit down and unpack the business completely. They basically just looked at what I was doing and then said, oh, um, you can do this better or do go do that. And then they steer you in different directions. Whereas Lizelle has actually gone through the whole process. She's understood the business and understood and listened to where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And a lot of the times I want to say something but I can't really find the eloquent words to say it. And then she comes up with, with, with the, the wording and she's just a, a absolutely amazing at drawing out that edge that none of the others has been able to do that. And she'll just take whatever I've said to her and just turn it around in a completely different direction. I think, and I was like, wow, I couldn't have said that any better myself. So yeah, she's just been amazing. And yeah, it's just your trust your gut instinct. And then um, listen to what they, they're saying. And if they are interested in getting to the root and unpacking your whole business and, and actually providing you with the, the words to say, like the language to say, and that's, that's what, what a mentor does. It's not just saying, oh, well, do this and do that and do that. And then they giving you everything that you need to do. Um, it needs to still be your authentic business and everything that you want. Um, and having that found is 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 the, the crux of what I think that most business coaches or mentors don't have is they don't find that essence of your business or your personality mm. and then build on that. Thank you for that, Erica. I can honestly say that each business I take on, I made it as if it's my own. Also, I know we're in a huge competitive world. So I'm always thinking, what can I do with a business to make them stand out from their competition? It's not just a service, but it's something exciting behind the service. And that's where I can just say that if you pick a mentor, pick somebody that's excited about your business, pick somebody that's thinking outside of the box for you and walk that journey with you. In changing paths for your career, Erica, that that often means learning a whole heap of new skills. So did you have to undertake many courses and mentoring? Obviously, you used Lizelle, which is amazing. Course-wise, what did you have to do? Well, um, I'm an all or nothing girl. (laughs) And um, I often, uh, my husband says to me, can't you just do something, you know, sort of find a middle ground. And um, so when I decided to to start, um, when I left zero and decided to start my consulting business, I found out to my horror that I needed to be a BAS agent if I wanted to implement zero for somebody. And so I thought, well, if I needed to be a BAS agent, I might as well start a a bass agency or bookkeeping practice but it's not hasn't been my passion but then I also thought well I haven't practiced accounting or bookkeeping in Australia I've done it in New Zealand I've done it in South Africa but I haven't actually physically done it in Australia and what better way to understand what the requirements are and what the the what the bookkeepers the issues that they're facing um, if I actually experience it myself so better to advise them if I'm actually experiencing the same as what they're doing and so when I left, I thought, okay, now I need to upskill myself because um, I found out that I needed a cert for in bookkeeping and I've already got a diploma in bookkeeping, which um, a diploma um, trumps a cert for any day. Um, but that was the requirement. It was frustrating, but I did it. So I thought, well, 
in for a penny, in for a pound. So I did a cert for in bookkeeping. I did a cert for in leadership and management. I did a cert for in in um, leadership and management um, and uh, project management. And I also did one in um, training and assessment. And um, I literally watched every webinar that you could actually think of. So it's literally been five years of just going on to every webinar, every um, training course that I could possibly think of to upskill myself. Because I'm one of those people, as I said, an all or nothing girl, I cannot go into something if I haven't um, thoroughly researched it, if I haven't actually walked that walk. Because if I'm say to you, use zero, it's the best in the market, I can back that up because I've used it and I've actually um, experienced what it does. And I will only recommend something that I've actually physically introduced into my own business before I recommend it to anybody else. And so that's been my journey of this constant. And I'm a curious person and I always like to find out what's new on the market. So that, that's pretty my personality. So I want to say, wow. Yeah. And if you forgive me, I would like also to um, inform our audience that you are turning 60 soon because it is so inspiring to hear that you've done all of this in the last five years. That means you have to be older than 50. And if I think back, this a thing that we think you kind of think of retirement after 50 and you work your way to stop at 60 but listening to you it's as if you just take a new breath and start all over again and all do all of this at the older age so Erica can you share with us what inspired you to not think of retirement but actually not just change career at this age which is actually positive and not negative for a lot of our listeners out there with the same age that think that is it I've done everything in life so what was it that driven you to say that's not it I actually start again I at this age, I've got that extra wing, that extra wind beneath my wings. So um, I did mention that we've had two country moves. So moving from South Africa to New Zealand, we literally lost two thirds of our wealth in exchange rate. So as we were flying over, we just dropped all of our money into the ocean and it was gone. And then when we got to New Zealand, um, I went to, I used to work for um, Coopers and Leibrandt, PricewaterhouseCoopers is the name now. I went to go knock on their door in, in Auckland and they said, sorry, you don't have Kiwi experience, come back when you have Kiwi experience. So I said to them, well, what is Kiwi experience? And it was a case of just knowing, have local knowledge about the tax laws and, and everything else. So I went into commercial accounting and then bought the business. With 9-11, it's a long story, our business went into liquidation, lost all our money, all our savings. Um, both Graham and I and my husband were, were working in the business, so we were both jobless and penniless. So we basically had to start from scratch again. Then um, went back to em employment, got back into um, chartered accounting practices, and then went from one to the other. But in, in the meantime, also, um, I was um, having health, serious health issues. Um, I left the last accounting practice and started my bookkeeping business. The bookkeeping business was doing really, really well in um, New Zealand. And... Um, but my health was, the, the, the busier I got, 
the, the more health issues I was experiencing. And then I employed a contractor. And um, eventually, my husband just said to me, look, you just cannot operate like this anymore. Your health is more important. And um, we did a trip to Australia, and my sinus symptoms disappeared. So we realized that it's something in the climate in New Zealand. So we decided that we're going to look at moving to Australia. And um, then I had the decision to make, do I sell the business or do I what do I do? So I had five accountants that I was actually working with because a, a lot of the my clients in New Zealand were accountants that I was actually helping them um, transform their practices into zero practices. And um, so five of them approached me and said, can we have your client base? But I, I actually wanted to sell the business as, as a going concern. But a lot of the accountants didn't want that. They just wanted the, the client base. Anyway, cutting a long story short, I then um, put a contractor in place that she was going to be vendor support, but she pulled out and I literally had to sell the business at the rock bottom price. And um, so when I got to to um, work for, for Zero here, um, I was the, um, the senior account manager of, uh, working with accountants and bookkeepers. And, and I realized that um, working with Zero is not going to get me the retirement that I needed because we're, we're going from New Zealand again to Australia, 80 cents in the dollar, lost another 20% of my wealth. And then with zero, um, although I was on a really good salary and salary sacrificing, but I had no superannuation. We, we basically cashed everything up when we moved to New Zealand. We cashed everything up and we had a bit of KiwiSaver because KiwiSaver only came in a couple of years before we moved here. So we had very little in pension fund. And so I realized that I haven't got a retirement fund. And even though I can work for a, for a salary and still put save a lot of money, I have no way of accumulating wealth. I know that the property market has been a little bit depressed in Perth for, for a while. And so it basically put me on this journey that I want to start businesses and create assets that I can sell at the end of the day. And that's been, this is my, my passion now. And that's why I'm making everybody confused about which brand I am and what I do. But um, there is a specific um, rule behind what I'm trying to achieve is because every business needs to be its own brand and its own services so that at any stage, um, once it's built up and developed, that I can actually sell it off. And that I don't have to have this this um, web of interlinked brands or companies. So that's why I'm trying to keep every brand or company that I'm starting with the intent of one day either putting somebody in to buy the business or getting somebody to succeed me and I stay on as just an advisor. So that's that's my goal. Well, Erica, I can see that you have a vision. And because you have a vision, you could go through the ups and downs of the financial challenge in a small business. And that's something that I want to encourage everyone out there. Have your vision. Your path is not always going to be straight. But if you have the end vision in mind, it means that you can go through that unexpected ups and downs because you do have that vision. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us what is next on your journey? Well, um... There's, there's quite a lot. And um, yeah, Lizelle has to actually rein me in and rein me back a lot of the time. 
Um, because I'm like a bull out of a gate and this one is sort of rearing to go. Um, but I do realize um, with my personality and the way that I am that I'm sort of take on all of this stuff, I um, I need to actually um, start laser focusing. And I think that's where, where Lizelle is now um, sort of working with, with me. And she's saying, I know all of these things that you've, you want to achieve, but let's focus on one and get that going and um, move forward. And that's pretty much what we're working on now. And it's, it's more around the uh, financial systems and um, basically helping businesses um, automate a lot of their processes and systems and so that they can actually spend more time doing what they love rather than doing bookkeeping and doing the admin. Because every time you spend an hour on admin, it's an hour that you could have um, spent um, getting new clients and getting new business. And so that's what, what I'm sort of focusing on now is um, a mentoring program that basically takes you through the entire process of unpacking the whole business about what you do and how you do it, and then finding the technology that you can that matches that particular process, implementing it, and then moving on to the next. Because at the moment, like my bookkeeping business literally um, is self-sufficient. Um, 80% of what I do is automated and I basically very low touch at the moment. And so that's now freed me up to be able to now go on to the mentoring and the digital transformation side. So Erika, this is very exciting, but also very scary at this age and this stage of your business to actually start up a total new new business. The exciting bit of this is the new rebranding, um, launching it, getting it out there, um, excited about the new clients that's coming up. It's kind of start from zero up again. But how do you feel about the fact that you basically start from zero now again? I, I'm a risk taker, which my husband will say um, he's not. So we actually compliment one another. So I'm prepared to take that risk. I've got nothing to lose really, um, except that um, I could bomb. You know, and as I said to to um, Rena earlier, is that I um, succeed fast and fail fast. <laughs> so, so for this one, I looking forward to see you succeed fast. I really looking forward for you to be example, especially for women in their sixties or or moving forward to sixties, late fifties, to show that you can start a new business. You can use all your expertise that you actually get together over the last few years and bring that over to say, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to start mentoring clients out there to teach them how to move their own businesses forward with financial, the main key behind that. So we will definitely keep an eye on you because and see how fast you go. But um, we will we we appreciate it that you are sharing that with us and that you are coming to say I'm not scared I'm a risk taker and I think for a lot of us out there sometimes that's what we need to do we just need to take a little bit of risk to to do something new and fresh and start out there. Yeah, I think it's incredible that you're you you've obviously had an amazing mentor in Lizelle and now you are mentoring people now going forward and sharing your experiences and your journey and helping others it's it's amazing so I, I want to know so what have been some of like the highlights on this journey um so I think probably the the biggest highlights has been um some of the clients that I've been working with 
and seeing them, their businesses sort of go from strength to strength. Um, one of the, the ones is a, is a client over um, East. She was in the hospitality business. They, they did events. And obviously, as you know, the hospitality and uh, um, the events business um, through COVID just went into absolute free fall. What we did with, with her is we sat down and looked at what she was doing. We came up with her still preparing the same meals that she would do for an event, but then actually delivering it um, to homes um, for people as well. And so um, people now ordering meals for, over the website. There was another um, client of mine also over East. She was um, doing um, childbirth education, doula services. And um, obviously with COVID, they were banned from going to the hospitals. Um, and so how can you do child support via Zoom? You can't. So um, she was also lost all her income. And basically what we did is we looked at how we can actually then empower the guys. So she started a training program for the husbands because the husbands were allowed in the room and the, the, the midwives and the doula services were not allowed in because of the, um, the COVID restrictions. She then educated the husbands and provided the support for the husbands to be able to support their wives. And then she also did um, yoga sessions and uh, meditation sessions and things um, via Zoom and training sessions. So it's really just taking a, a different direction of how they're doing business. And I think that's been the highlight for me is uh, being a part of taking what they normally do and, and finding a different pathway. And so it's, it's just really being able to give people that thought that there is something more always in your business because we, we tend to be sort of one laned people when we, when we start a business, I can only do this service and I can only do that and I can only sell that product. But what I have found with COVID is we had all, all our eggs in one basket. And when the basket falls, all the eggs break and you lose everything. And so COVID has actually taught me. And um, this is what I'm one of the message that I want to try and get to other people is that if you're 60 and you um, have been working in a career, you can take that knowledge, that skill, that experience and turn it into an online course, or you can um, mentor other people in that same, you don't have to give up now and go and retire and do nothing. There is always an opportunity to go into different directions and there's always a business opportunity. You just have to look for it and find it. So Erika, saying that, I can see that there's a very good mentor within you because getting so excited about the success and the growing of the businesses that you work with, it's just absolutely amazing. You also have mentioned going online. What in your business that's laying ahead of you is going to be online and how are you approaching it? So um, I have started with doing the one-on-one. The -on -one. So that's sort of going to be my training ground is to sort of get that, that model, business model sorted out and making sure that, that all the components are working and that the outcomes and the successes that I'm getting on the one-on-ones is what I'm trying to achieve. And obviously from feedback that I'm getting from, from the clients. And then I want to take that and then take that to one to many, because I know that there's a limit as to how many hours I've got in the day of how many clients I can take on. So I want to then take that same formula and then bring that to a group mentoring session and then once that's been vetted and um, it's working well I want to take that content and then put it into a training course so we basically have an option of three different ways of getting that same information across because there's a lot of people that can't afford 
um, necessary to, to have a one-on-one -on -one mentor or even the group because they're just starting out. But we can then basically put them in a self-paced course where they can actually have the same content and go through that. We, we actually had with Lizelle, we had a workshop and one of the ladies um, in the workshop, she was very, very green, also had an idea, wanted to start a, a, a business. And Lizelle ended up working with her and her launching her business within three months because she was not a candidate to go into a group situation. So but basically what we do in the beginning is find out where that person is, how they actually learn and how they like to develop. So if, if somebody doesn't like that group situation, we can put them on the one-on-one -on -one or we put them on the self-paced. But um, there's definitely um, different ways that, that I want to um, have that online so that I can basically create passive income or an evergreen revenue stream. Great, because that's where businesses is moving in these days. Not just the fact that it's convenient to have it online or sometimes watch it in your own time, but the, the time you spend in traffic that costs you that dress up, get ready time. Then it's at the fuel in the traffic driving there. And then most of the time you catch up at a coffee shop or somewhere where that's an extra expense. So by having it online at your own time in your own place and you don't have to dress up, that's where the world's going because you get the same education. I know that a lot of people say, I don't do Zoom. I like the face-to-face one-on-one. But I've seen with my clients, you just need to introduce them to that because when you communicate with somebody like I've done more than two years with a client on Zoom, it honestly feels that confidence and that um, ease to just sit and chat there. It doesn't feel um, unease and you can get the exact same results because you're sharing screens, you're emailing while you're looking at, while you're busy talking, you're flicking through photos and stuff. And it's actually exactly the same as sit with a person one-on-one, -on -one. but there's just so much more benefit, even um, by you being in Perth and somebody else can be in Adelaide and you can have that same conversation. And our business owners out there get access to people which they normally wouldn't have get access to because of Zoom or Skype calls or video calls or whatever platform you use through that. It's amazing to hear how passionate you are about supporting other people. So tell me who supported you during this journey. Well, as I said, I had a lot of business coaches and mentors, um, but I think my biggest supporter is my hubby. Mm -hmm. He has been the champion that sort of lets me get on with what, what I do and then sort of just rolls his eyes when I start the next thing. <laughs> but I think um, most of my journey in Australia has been with Lizelle as, as my mentor behind me and I, I hope that she'll still be here when I'm 70 and walking with a cane. <laughs> I'll be here, Erica. Don't you worry. I'll make sure I'm on that journey with you where you fast grow and but this time we're going to keep it up there this adventure we take you through to 70 and you can tell your husband i do not allow you to do a new one this is the last one that we're going to let you put focus on because this is the perfect one for you you taking all your expertise that you built up over the year your passion that you've got and you offer it out there for the whole world because you online the Anyone, anywhere in the world can benefit from that. Obviously, the business will change because that's business journeys. It's not always staying the same, but you open-minded enough to change with that changes and create the perfect product 
that businesses need out there to support them and make them and help them to grow. So to wrap up today, what is your favorite saying that inspires you? Why work harder when you can work smarter? If you like to know more about Erika, you can find her details in the episode description. Also, a big thank you to Renee for joining us to wrap up Series 2 of I Believe in You. Renee's support alongside the rest of the team at Bendigo Bank has helped make this podcast series a reality. We are working on Series 3 at the moment, so don't go anywhere. We will be back. Thank you so much for listening. And one last time for this series, I Believe in You. You've been listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in learning some tips for your business, Lazelle's online course is now available with a 10-week program focusing on turning your passion into a business. The course covers the eight important steps on setting your business up from branding to launch with a step-by-step guide to help you achieve your goals. The I Believe in You workbook is also available for purchase through our online portal. You can find all the details in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our local Bendigo Bank mobile relationship managers and produced by Bad Bard Productions.